0: Good evening, and welcome to the Champaign City Council Study Session for January twenty fifth, 2022. City Manager, are you introducing this item? Um, Your Honor, I'm turning it right over to Finance Director Canes.
1: All right, great. Thank you. So I do want to mention that I am joined tonight by, by Carrie Seams, our city accountant. And uh, typically, we are also joined by our partner from our accounting firm, Lauterbach & Eamon, but with her sincerest apologies due to a COVID-19 exposure, exposure, she's unable to attend. So I will be covering uh, all of the different letters from the auditor tonight. Um, The audit represents a substantial amount of work from the finance department, and in particular from Carrie Seams, as well as our accountant, Amanda Corrigan. I am happy to say that the city once again has a clean audit report. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to Carrie
2: Seams, who's going to cover our financial statements. Good evening. Um, So I will begin by um, uh, discussing the financial highlights of the annual comprehensive financial report for fiscal year ended June 30th, 2021. Um, For those following along by hard copy, it's the large bound report or if you're following along in PDF, it is um, on page one of your PDF. Um, So moving along um, to page 20 of the hard copy or 27 of the PDF, you will find the management's discussion and analysis, um, also known as the MDNA. The MDNA is basically the entire 200 plus page document condensed into one 16 page easy to read summary. Um, There's financial analysis, good comparative year over year information, And I always say, if there's anything in all of this huge report that you read, that um, you read this section. Um, Next up, page 39 of the hard copy or 46 of the PDF is our statement of net position. Statement of net position is very similar to the balance sheet of a business. It's got all of the funds combined all assets of the city, including infrastructure, all liabilities, including debt and pension obligations, with the difference um, between those two reported as net position. So you'll see um, total assets this year are 571.6 million. Total liabilities, 221.8 million, resulting in an ending net position of 349.8 million. And of that amount, 325.2 million is invested in capital assets. And this statement just gives a good overall um, picture of the city's finances. Moving along one page to the statement of activities, The statement of activities, once again, combines all those funds of the city and it shows how the net position changed. So it's very similar to the net income or loss of a business. Um, You'll see that the change in net position this year was um, almost $24.8 million. Now increases and decreases in this statement are typically driven by performance of the city's pension funds, which was the case again this year. we, we saw unusually high um, investment returns due to the stock market kind of rebounding post-COVID. Um, the police pension fund um, experienced a combined return of 24.62% and fire pension was 23.55%. And what we expect is six point five seven five percent So, um, these were the first double-digit returns we've seen since 2014. So that huge increase in investments, um, investment income then caused a big decrease to our pension liability, which then increased that net position. Moving ahead a few pages to page 47 um, of the hard copy or 54 of the PDF, you will find the statement of revenues, expenditures, and changes in fund balance for our governmental funds. And what I wanna mainly focus on here is the very first column, which is our general fund results. So we experienced an increase in net position of almost $12.4 million in our general fund. And this was attributed to several different things. Um, first of all, sales and income taxes um, increased. Um, we're seeing a positive consumer response to those stimulus payments. The job pictures are improving, um, as well as just like overall stronger consumer confidence. In addition, um, we saw increased food and beverage tax revenues. Um, this was the first year that we experienced that full um, increase in rate, the effect on the revenues, as well as just the economy reopening and people starting to visit those restaurants again. And in addition, we received um, $3.3 million in um, CURES grant funds from the Federal CARES Act that are included in that um, increase as well. Um, The total increase to governmental funds was $15.3 million. Um, our capital funds are included in our governmental funds, so those capital funds are the ones where we're saving up fund balance to pay for projects, and so we see swings in the fund balance. Um, we also receive $3.5 million in Build America bond funds um, that we're holding to to fund future infrastructure projects within our motor fuel tax fund, and that's included in there as well. Uh, moving ahead a few pages to page 53 of the hard copy um, or 60 of your pdf is that same exact statement but this is for our proprietary funds so our proprietary funds are those funds that operate like a business where charges for services cover costs so that is our sewer fund our parking fund and our environmental services fund overall they saw a decrease in net position of almost 1.3 million dollars And most of that is attributed to decreases in our parking fund. So we're continuing to see decrease in usage of the downtown parking deck. A lot of employers that rent spaces still have employees working from home. And in the prior fiscal year, we had several large um, meter bag purchases from some ongoing construction projects on campus um, that we didn't have this year that contributed to that decrease as well. Moving along to page 158 of the hard copy or 172 of the PDF, you'll find some information on our pension funds. Um, so, first up is the police pension fund, and on the far right column towards the bottom, you'll see our funding percentage. So, our funding percentage um, at 630 for our police fin- uh, pension fund was 90.33 percent compared to 75.46 percent in the previous year. And then the next page is the information on our fire pension fund, and they were at 80.07% compared to 65.97% in the previous year. Once again, those investment returns that I mentioned earlier contributed to this decrease in our net pension liability that drove up those funding percentages. But we also, um, as the city, as as you guys well know, um, we always fund well in excess of what we are required to fund by state statute, and that um, contributes to those higher percentages as well. And just for reference, um, the downstate average for public safety pension funds um, funding percentage is 54.9%. So we're well in excess of that downstate average. Moving ahead a few pages to page 165 of the hard copy or 178 of the PDF, you will find our budget to actual statements. So these um, statements show the original budget, the revised budget, and then the actual results by line item for each fund. Um, every fund of the city is included in, these, um, in this section. And it just shows overall how we performed relevant to budget. And then the last thing that I will cover in this large report is on page um, 226 of your hard copy or 239 of the PDF, and this is our statistical section. So in our statistical section, there's trend information dating back um, 10 years. So there's financial information, so information such as total revenues and expenditures, um, sales, taxes, et cetera. There's demographic information, so personal income, unemployment rates, median age, top 10 employers, as well as operating statistics. So the number of potholes that we repaired, the number of fire calls, just lots of interesting information is included in that section. The last thing that I will cover is our single audit report, and it begins on page 282 of your PDF, or page two if you're following along. It's one of the smaller bound reports. So the single audit report is the audit of our federal grant awards and whether we're in compliance with federal grant guidelines. So on page two, you will see total federal awards expended of $6,472,363 in the current year. And that was a large increase from the prior year of $2.9 million. And that was attributed to that $3.3 million in CARES ACT funding that we received, as well as some additional um, CDBG COVID-related funds. And then if you look on page 10 or 291 of your PDF, this is the audit report, the auditor's report, where they um, state that there were no financial statement audit findings and there were no findings or question costs on any of our financial um, or our federal awards. With that, I will turn it over to Kay to cover the management letter.
1: All right, thank you, Carrie. I'm actually going to start um, just kind of going over and covering some of the letters from the auditor. The first one I'm going to talk about is the city's audit opinion. And so this is reflected in the large uh, CAFA report on page 16 or page 30 of the PDF. And this is the independent auditor's opinion on if the city's financial statements as presented are materially correct. In this instance, our auditing firm, Lauterbach & Amen, issued an unmodified opinion, which means that the audit is once again a clean audit with no findings, significant deficiencies, or material weaknesses. This is the highest level of opinion that an auditor can issue. So the next letter that I wanted to cover was the SAS 114 letter. So this is sort of the loose leaf letter um, that is separate and it is on the PDF page 284. And so this is a letter from the auditors to council every year. It's a standard letter, often referred to as the SAS 114 letter. And it just uh, conveys to council some information about uh, the progress and how the audit went. So within the letter, it indicates that there were no significant difficulties in dealing with management in performing and completing our audit, that there were no uncorrected misstatements, that there were no disagreements between the auditors and management during the course of the audit as well. And then the last letter that I wanted to cover was the management letter. So the management letter is the separate, one of the separate smaller bound copies. It is also page 302 in the uh, PDF. In the management letter, it's a way for the auditors to convey certain information um, to council. And so included in this letter is um, is, uh, various different recommendations. And we have the same comments as last year. We tend to have the same comments year over year. Uh, The first comment indicated that there were two funds, our library improvement fund as well as our workers' comp fund, where we uh, had a negative fund balance at the end of the year. So the workers' comp fund typically does show a negative fund balance at the end of the year. And this is due to, as part of the audit process, we have to record a liability for any future claims. And we tend to fund the workers' comp fund. Like as we have a claim come in, we we transfer funds in order to fund that. So on a budgetary basis, it's not negative. But since we have to accrue this liability, um, it becomes negative on the financial audit. And then the second fund, the Library Improvement Fund, during the year, there was a planned capital improvement in the form of the new conveyor belt for the library. And this caused the Library Improvement Fund um, to go slightly negative to the tune of about, I believe, $32,000. And um, in FY22, the fund balance will once again become positive. The second comment is about how uh, the actuarial reports used in the city's audit report and the police pensions Separate auto report are different. This is because the police pension uses a different actuary than the city does, so there tends to be some differences based upon just different actuaries and different estimates. Um, Technically, under accounting standards, the police pension fund should utilize the same actuarial report as the city, but they're a separate board, and we don't really have the authority to direct them to do so. Um, And then the last uh, comment in the report talks about uh, if there are any funds that are over budget. Once again, since the city's budget is done on a cash basis, but our audit report includes accruals, and what we mean by that is on a cash basis, uh, we record expenses as we actually pay for those expenses. Whereas in the audit report, we record expenses at the time that the um, economic underlying transaction has occurred. So this means that there are some expenditures that get recorded in the audit report that aren't necessarily recorded on a budgetary basis. Um, So this causes some of these differences. The first fund is the Library Improvement Fund, uh, where our expenses exceeded budget by about $274 because of some interest expense accruals. Um, The second is in the workers' comp fund, where once again we had a difference because of the timing of claims. And then finally in the fire pension fund, and the difference there was due to higher than anticipated benefit payments because of a larger number than anticipated of retirements and disabilities. So all of the uh, expenditures were uh, covered using fund balance and existing balances within the city. And so that is it for our presentation tonight. So we turn it back over to Council for comments and questions. Any questions? Seeing none, if anyone in the
0: audience wishes to address this issue, please step forward. Seeing none, Council comment? Councilmember Member Pianfetti.
3: I just wanted to thank you, Kay, and... Uh, your staff for the work that you continue to do um, with your transparency and um, just the amount of effort that goes into ensuring that we have a comprehensive report every year and um, with the way that that the two of you actually explain everything, the thoroughness of it all, um, it it really does a lot to be able to talk to um, the constituents and to be able to talk to individuals when they have questions, um, the timeliness of your responses are very helpful in being able to explain how the um, funds are being allocated and why certain things may look the way that they do. So thank you very much for this report. Anyone
4: no else?
0: Councilmember Fulmer.
3: Sorry,
4: I should have asked this during questions, um, or or maybe not, I don't know. Uh, So also, thank you for for all of your work. This is um, excellent. I I just was curious if, because of the uh, larger-than-expected returns, do you anticipate adjustments made going forward as a result of those?
1: So, um, where they will have an impact is within our, our funding uh, reports for uh, upcoming years. Now, what happens is within our audit report, uh, we are required to, um, we do not smooth asset returns. By that, we mean, you know, if we have a year like this where we have a 25% increase, all of that gets recorded in this year in our audit report. For our funding purposes, because uh, we tend to smooth, Uh, swings in asset values year over year, because if we don't, you know, in one year we would have, okay, now you need to make, you know, an extra $2 million contribution to our pension fund. Then the next year it would be, okay, now it's $3 million less. That's that's a hard thing to try to budget around um, and to try to, you know, kind of smoothing that impact that it might have on taxpayers. So for instance, you wouldn't want to have to one year raise taxes, the next year lower taxes. So what we do for funding purposes is we smooth um, returns on investment over multiple years. So last year we had um, much poorer uh, investment results, um, and, but we didn't have a huge impact on our funding numbers, and that's because of that smoothing. So for funding purposes, this will be smoothed over multiple years, but it still will definitely have a positive impact on on those funding and it's something that we will be looking at with our auditors when they do our uh, funding valuation reports for next year thanks anyone else
0: all right uh and we we go we went to the audience already um so we do not have a poll so thank you very much we appreciate your work uh, we're now at the point of the meeting for audience participation if you wish to Address council, please step forward, state your name and city of residence. Please limit your comments to five minutes or less. Our countdown clock will not be working, but I will be keeping track of time.
4: My name is Eric Green. I live at 714 West Washington Street in Champaign. Um, My position is at the university. I'm the senior instructor advisor for the Sustainability Energy Environment Fellows Program. Uh, It's a sustainability minor on campus. Uh, This year, we're also running a program that's new. It's called the Environmental Leadership Program, uh, where we're taking undergrads and kind of getting them exposed to policy development and advocacy work, uh, both at the local and state level. Um, As part of that program, I've actually invited Councilmember Beck to come and join us and speak about what it's like to be on council. And uh, we've invited some other city staff to come and speak uh, to our students. Um, As part of this, we're really interested in getting students to get, like, a little more of a hands-on experience. Uh, We're working with the city of Urbana, uh, Scott Tess specifically, as well as um, a few other people uh, to try and develop policy that will, you know, hopefully go in line with their uh, council goals. Um, Given the sister city city nature of uh, Urbana and Champaign, um, we're interested in working with uh, Champaign as well to develop policy that hopefully you know, might be informative to future council goals. Um, I know that Urbana has expressed interest in looking at like potentially a green tax of some sort, uh, taxing some sort of environmental bad for the purpose of generating money to try and alleviate that bad. Um, I don't know where my students are going to land on this. I kind of left the door open to them to kind of investigate that. Uh, If I have a guess, I think they'll probably land on plastic bags, which has been a thing that council has talked about in the years past. Um, So, I'm basically bringing this because I've reached out to Nicole Millage at the City in Public Works to talk about, you know, how can we work together in the future. She she suggested I come and kind of, you know, present this, that this is going on, and uh, encourage council to, you know, maybe give a little direction to to staff and, um, you know, hopefully we can work together in the future. Um, I do expect that sort of the culmination of the program will be uh, my students putting together presentations. They'll probably come to council on March 15th, maybe to present their ideas, you know, just sort of an open like idea uh, generation piece, similar to this audience participation uh, segment here. And we'll continue to work with city staff, and we really appreciate all the help that has been given so far, and uh, I just want to thank you for all your time.
0: Thank you. Is there anyone else who wishes to address the council, please step forward. Seeing none, council comment. City manager? Um, So the only comment that I want to make, even though my staff has probably left because everyone's been directed to not be present as soon as they're done because of COVID, um, I am going to say for the record that I say every year, and I think last year we even asked our auditors, is this typical to have a city that gets a clean audit opinion as often as we do? It is not typical. We are amazing. Thanks to Carrie Seams, our city accountant, to Kay, our finance director, to our whole finance team and staff across the organization that continue to value fiscal responsibility and do a great job, not only accounting for our finances, but delivering services in an efficient, effective manner. I'm really, really proud to be part of their team, and I wanted to shout them out.
3: Thank you. Madam Mayor, I move we adjourn. Second. All those in
0: favor, signify by saying aye. 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 So same sign, we are adjourned.